This is Brian Roig. And this is Cyril War, and welcome to the Shaping Spirit podcast. We're just two guys from Southern California who accumulated a lot of academic degrees and traveled the entire world studying spirituality, and we're bringing it right back here to you, to us, so that we can grow spiritually from, um, from digital to spiritual. And the topic of the day is... Expecting the unexpected. Expecting the unexpected. <laughs> something like, a, you know, you that's something you would hear at a magic show, right? But if you think about it, this is something we have to manage and deal with in our daily lives. How do I we expect the unexpected? Unex- yeah. I just, you, I just you, told you five You just told ago. me a crazy story. Yeah. Can you tell us about that? What just happened? Well, yeah. I, just, I had a seizure three days ago. I was at this, I'm in India and I was going through this little market and looking for some pashmina shawls as a gift as gifts for some friends and and then just my vision started just getting getting all messed up and next thing i know i, I started feeling these hardcore convulsions and and then i i blanked out and next thing i know i was in the hospital with a friend like telling me hey man wake up wake up wake up and my tongue all cut up because i so yeah that was certainly unexpected man jeez that is crazy. I so mean, how do we deal? Because so, you know we all go how, through how unexpected stuff, right? A yeah. parent dies, or we have a car accident, or I mean, just just yesterday, dude, I heard of this 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 lady. Uh, she was driving with her 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 daughter, her nine year old daughter, on her scooter, and the scooter like blew up in flames. <laughs> and the, the 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 girl is this, this is tragic. Wow. The the young girl is like is in critical condition. And, and and the mother is all is, is pretty burned up, burned as well. Stuff like that happens around us all the time. So how do we deal? I think, you know, there's there's an definite art to how we manage the unexpected, right? And that, almost like that's the part two of what this really is when we're saying expecting the unexpected. How do we manage? because our reactions are so key and i know for i can only speak for myself personally there's i am no professional in terms of managing my reactions to certain things you know to this day i still have triggers and little things that you know kind of hit me hit a nerve in a particular way that really kind of turn me off or rub me the wrong way and I really it takes a lot of effort on my end to resettle myself and to manage my reaction to things because I I I find that all the time um, you know how you react to something in the world is definitely um, uh, it, it it can go multiple ways right if you if you learn how to react to something at least from a point of neutrality or, you know, from a positive state of mind, that gives you one set of reactions and responses, right? And if you start to react to things, not at least from, in the very least, from a neutral standpoint, and you start reacting to things negatively, that's a whole nother set. So even if you think, oh, I'm just expressing myself, I'm expressing my feelings, or I'm reacting about something and it's really bothering me, you have no idea, you know, if it's 
dealing with other people or other situations, you have no idea what they're going through, what they're thinking, their perspective. And uh, it's really can be a, a, quite a task learning to manage that, wouldn't you say? Yeah, you made, you, you, you made me think of uh, the French author Voltaire. He, um, he wrote this book called Candid, um, C-A-N-D-I-D-E, Candide, as they say. And this is a story that the the hero like goes through tragedy after tragedy after tragedy, like almost comical, right? And each time he's like he's like totally positive and he's like, everything is the best in the best of possible worlds. <laughs> that's like the, that's his like mantra. Like everything is for the better in the best of possible worlds. Or in other words, like you know, it's, it's all good. It's all good. And, and it's, it's, it's all for the best. It's all for the best. It's all, it's all he's and like, literally like the dude, like goes through the worst types of, of tragedies and he's still like, everything's for the best. Everything's for the best. So yeah. Like how we react to mostly tragedies. Cause I mean, like, let's say, I don't know, you know, you, you find out one day that you had a long lost aunt who was a billionaire and she, you know, left you like, you know, whatever a hundred million dollars <laughs> sign me up for one of those <laughs> right so it's usually tragedy that that makes it hard for us to react in a wise deep you know thoughtful spiritual way well i guess you know when good things happen too then it's also hard to react in a that's why you have this this theme in in the in the ancient wisdom of of being equipoise right whether good comes our way or bad comes our way, like in either case, you see the hand of the, of the divine behind it and you just, you don't get too carried away in either way, right? Mm -hmm. It's true. It's a uh, <laughs> quick story about that because I, 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 you know, it reminds me of something in terms of how you get carried away when you're expecting something and it's not exactly what you thought it was. So I don't know if I've ever told this story, but, uh, you know, I didn't grow up with any money or anything like that. My parents didn't have money for anything, really. Uh, so one of the things they would do in order to try and take us on, quote, vacations is they would sign up for these uh, timeshare presentations. <laughs> and so when you sign up for these timeshare presentations, they let you go spend like a night or two at some resort. So, you know, living in Southern California, we'd go to Ventura, spend a couple nights in a hotel in Ventura. One was in Palm Springs, these different places. And we always knew we weren't going to be signing up for the timeshare because my parents didn't have any money. They barely had enough gas money to put gas in the car to get to where we needed to go for these presentations. So <laughs> I remember one time we went all the way out to this place called Tehachapi. And this is like like Mojave desert mountainous Mojave desert. Uh, I, it was some like really dumpy timeshare and, you know, they send you the brochures and it looks like this luxurious, you know, utopia. Then you get there and it's just like kids with no shirts and pants on and shoeless running around with ice cream all over their face. It's just like total, like white trash, nasty as nasty can be. Right. Just disgusting. And the lake that was supposed to be there was like dried up with like a little pontoon boat in the middle of this dried up lake bed. So one of the 
items that they said you could win at the end of of the uh, timeshare weekend because they always offered you extra prizes was this thing called um, some kind of super scooter. And so we thought it was a motor scooter. The way they, the description was in the prize list was that we thought it was an actual motor, like a, a petrol motor scooter. So when they say we won the prize of this motor scooter, me and my brother were so excited. We're like, oh, my God, we got this scooter. We're going to take it home. We didn't know how we were going to fit it in the car and ride over. And in comes this box that was about four feet, not even four feet wide by four feet by three feet, something like this. And it turned out to be like literally a tiny little scooter for a three-year-old. <laughs> Talk about expecting the, un- not expecting the unexpected, right? Here we are thinking we're going to get this really cool scooter that we're motoring around on. And it's this little piece of junk, little toddler scooter that we can't do anything with. And boy, did that let us down. But it was funny looking back on it now. It's like, yeah. Maybe my parents should have taught us to manage your expectations. Hey, guys, we're not really getting a real-life motorcycle from this timeshare scam. You know, it's going to be probably some junk gift. But we were so or wishful thinking. We were so hopeful that it was going to be something, this grandiose scooter. But by the time right. we got it, boy, we were just so disappointed. <laughs> yeah, well, how do – I think a question comes up is, okay – how do we maintain, because everyone will agree that it's it's better to have a positive outlook on, you know, on tragic things that happen to us unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. So assuming that everyone agrees on that, namely that, it, you know, it's just better for everyone, starting with ourselves to have a positive outlook. How do we maintain a positive outlook in the face of tragedy, you know? You know, how do we see, like, there's this, 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 there's this expression, right, to, to see a silver, silver lining, right? Yes. The silver lining expression. So, but, you know, it takes a lot of, I, I would say it takes a lot of faith in the goodness of the universe or the goodness of God, ultimately, in order to stay positive. You know, if, if, if we believe, right, that that the divine the divine god is ultimately super good and 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 is really out for us like in other words that god wants us to be as happy as possible and wishes us well the universe wishes us well or god wishes us well and if we have that conviction then i think it's it's easier for us to to see, you know, obstacles or tragedies as, well, precisely that, as, as, as you know, opportunities for, for deeper spiritual growth, you know, opportunities for getting even more uh, blessings. But if we have a sort of an atheistic perspective or a physicalist outlook where there's nothing, there's no guiding principle behind anything, you know, everything is just random interactions of neurons and protons, then why would you, you know, believe in, in the goodness of, of existence or of the divine? And therefore, why would you see reverses, sudden reverses in your life as, as, as blessings or as, as, you know, blessings in disguise? It's hard, right? You know, yeah. I think you make some excellent points. 
and there's something I want to bring up to that point, and we'll, we'll have to actually explore it for another episode. But I was recently talking to someone who listens to our podcasts, and they had mentioned to me they had grown up in a communist, atheistic country. And what the listener had said to me was, oh, well, you got this whole idea of atheism wrong. It's not that the individual is the supreme it, or, or is the, like the most important thing. It, it goes beyond that. It's the family. It's the tradition. It's the history of the family. It's the traditional values. And to me, it's like very much, uh, you know, an empty conception because then I say, well, what's the source of that? Well, mm-hmm. the source is the tradition in the families. Okay, well, what's the source of that family? And what's the what's source your, of that tradition? What's your answer? Well, the tradition's just been going on and on. And what's the source of it? Oh, it's just biology. She's just like she, they they were like, uh, you know, well, biology makes 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 it good just because somebody's an atheist doesn't mean they're a bad person. I've never said that. We've never said that. We've just said that it's a very flat existence. I don't think. And th- this has been documented, as you've discussed, Sarah, multiple times. It has been documented that people that have spiritual lives have much more fulfilling lives than just a, a, a plain materialist or physicalist or atheist, whatever you want to call it. Yes. So at the end of the day, there has to be a source of all sources. And saying it's just a bunch of random chemicals when there's clearly a, a, a defining path of ancient traditions from all over the world that expresses, you know, kindness, love, and pointing in the direction of a supreme being. Pointing. I cannot, I don't know, you tell me, but I cannot think of a of a tradition or culture of the ancient world that did not have some form of divine recognition. Can you? Well, I'm not. I'm not a. You know, I don't have a, a PhD in in ancient world studies, but I would tend to agree. Yeah, I mean, gen- but generally, from what we know, I mean, between between the two of us, and you know, our graduate degrees in the subject matter, at no point did I hear of a particular uh, culture, ancient culture, that was um, atheistic. Yeah. It just didn't. I, I really think it's more like a, more of a modern conception than anything else. Yeah, you know, and where we yeah, really kind of centuries old. Yeah, it's really a few centuries old. Is if we really see the, the uptick. Not to say that it didn't exist previously in pockets here and there, but the real uptick, in my opinion, is the Industrial Revolution. We become enamored with machines, and then, no longer does. For some people, no longer does God exist. Well, there's this whole notion of the disenchantment of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Disenchantment and so, of the world. Yeah, and so... Like? I don't know. Um, it was I'd Max Weber. Max Weber. Um, but, you know, to everything you were saying, though, I mean, you... you how do you not pull through without, again, what we get back to this topic of faith? Well, you know, there's some pretty something stoic, bigger. there's some stoic atheists out there, you know? Like, it's amazing. I'm amazed how, like, 
um, I wouldn't say courageous, but like just like relentless, you know, they are in the sense that, you know, no, there's no God, there's no soul. Consciousness is, is not something metaphysical. You know, when you die, everything's over. And yet I'm going to keep, you know, a positive outlook. I'm just going to, you know, just I'm not going to let anything or anyone let me down, you know, bring me down. I'm yeah. like, whoa, how do you, you know, congratulations. Because uh, even when you have a, a spiritual foundation, sometimes, you know, the going gets tough and it's hard not to start feeling depressed or, you know, demoralized. All right. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, there's another running theme we have in these topics is having a good community around you. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be large, but if you can have a couple of spiritual friends that have your back, they don't even have to be the same religious tradition as you. I mean, if, if they are great, that's cool. But you know, when you have this opportunity to have people uplift you and support you, people that can talk to you, I think that's incredibly important. You know, it's just like, we have to acknowledge our interdependence as, oh. as, as uh, spiritual beings. I know, I know there's this big movement now <laughs> of everybody has to be independent, right? I think you see this a lot with um, uh, the modern feminist movement where it's just like, it's kind of like this, there's this, undercurrent of culture and tone where men are evil women can do everything by themselves they will figure out a way to even have children by themselves and what you see is that women the more successful they become the more it's almost like the more resentful of men uh they, they become and the more they just kind of discard the idea of actually being in a relationship and being interdependent. They're so focused on this concept of I'm independent, I'm independent, I don't need a man for anything. But they don't realize a man needs a woman just like a woman needs a man. Or let's go beyond that. You know, let's just say that the energies need to, there needs to be that inter interdependence of energy because I don't want to exclude our, our, our listeners that are, um, you know, are in the LGBT, uh, environment you know anybody who's gay that works the same just because you're the same gender does not mean you have the same energy so there's many many gay relationships right if it's two women two men whatever where one person in that relationship is going to be more feminine in their energy and the other person is going to be more masculine and it's a delicate dance and it's not always going to be the same every time you can have that even with a heterosexual relationship where for, let's say, 90% of the time, the man is the more masculine energy and the woman's the more feminine energy. But then it can flip-flop, it can switch. And especially in modern culture, you see that a lot where women and men, they kind of, they have to have the, everybody has to have this flow and understand. So really the whole point of, you know, I'm kind of taking this on a tangent, but the whole point of it is, Leading back to this topic, expecting the unexpected, it's a hell of a lot better to do it when you have good company, <laughs> I think. Yeah. 
right? Yeah, so, just like when I had my seizure, like. Yeah, thank to, God uh, somebody was there, man. Thank God yeah, somebody yeah, totally. was there with you. A whole bunch. Like at the hospital, a couple of people came, like, you know, and, you know, yeah, there's a lot of people. We are an interdependent species, you know, it's, we need that. We need to have this, this sense of, of community. You thank goodness you you know, your, your, your friend was there shopping with you and able to take care of you, take you to the hospital and you had great, you know, staff to care for you. Otherwise, man, what a shit show that would have been. Can you imagine? Yeah. Nobody's around and you're just like doing something. You're alone and that happens. I mean, I, I have, a, I, have, I had, he passed away, but there was this, um, this Indian, British, British Indian friend of mine um, in, in England, in London, who was the, the, head, the head pastor of a particular um, religious, like a church more towards... Cut out on me, buddy. Do what? Oh, there you are. Did I cut out, you say? Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, your internet's not very good, so you're cutting out a little bit. Oh. So I was saying I had a... Um, he passed away, but I knew this... Uh, this somewhat very popular uh, pastor in a uh, in a in a temple in one of the Asian religions of, of of the world in England, in London to be particular, and um, he passed away a couple of years ago from cancer, but he he always has he always he always had this saying, you know, hope for the best, mm. hope for the best, expect the worst. <laughs> That's true, right? You right. you have to you have to be prepared for your worst case scenario. It doesn't mean you have to be hung up on it. So it's not about being pessimistic, right? But know that there's always an opportunity for a downturn or something to go in a direction you don't want it to go, right? Yeah, and and you know you spoke about ancient religions or ancient traditions. I don't think there's one ancient tradition out there that doesn't have a somewhat pessimistic you know outlook on what we would call material life you know yeah i agree it, 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 life offers us tons of opportunities for growth but life itself most wise men and women would agree um is temporary that sucks <laughs> just the very fact that life is temporary makes it kind of you know kind of puts puts some some sand in the sweet rice so to speak mm. um for those of you who like sweet rice you know you don't want to put sand in there and and uh it's fraught with a lot of sufferings a lot of suffering mm. so i think like you said it's not it's not a question of being pessimistic about life because if you're pessimistic then why should you even lift your finger why should you even get out of bed what you why should you even endeavor to you know, whatever, to, to, to get married or to have a career and so on. But the other extreme is to totally downplay and ignore and make complete abstraction, as many of us do in modern society, of the, the cruel realities of life, which are, as I said, like, first of all, it's, it's very temporality and, and temporary nature. And the fact that you know, during that short life, uh, there's a, there's just un, um, unavoidable suffering, you know. So would it be fair to say that as we are expecting the unexpected, uh, 
to, from a spiritualist perspective, to acknowledge the temporary nature of our joy and also the temporary nature of our suffering. Yeah, I would totally say that. Because then that keeps us grounded in reality. Because when that, you know, that temporary experience ends, as they all do, then we're not left lamenting, oh, I don't have it anymore. You know, it's just kind of like people who get high. You know, once that high wears off, they're like left fiending, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it can be quite an issue. <laughs> but like you said at the beginning, like taking shelter of the spirit in general, like, you know, the category yeah. is so essential, right? It is. It's so essential. And, you know, something else, and I would actually even love to dive into this deeper on another podcast, but also understanding how to take shelter from within, right? That internal shelter from the divine spirit that is within all of us, that current. And also understanding that uh, there is support systems in the external However, also maintain a sense of balance when trying to rely too much on something external or someone or an institution because nothing is perfect in the material world, right? So our expectations sometimes can lead us astray and lead us to unnecessary um, uncomfortableness or unnecessary misery. Right. Because we were, why didn't this, why, as an example, let's say you had a tough time, you lost your job. Uh, you know, recently a, a friend, this happened to them, they lost their job. But at no point did he say, oh, you know, I'm so mad at my church because nobody came to over to my house to bring me money to pay my salary now that I don't have a job. He was just like, oh, here's some opportunities I have, you know, for different types of work. I might go into consulting. I might do this. He's, you know, focusing on his growth from within. And he's taking it as a learning opportunity and also as an opportunity for growth into a different direction to so where he can actually fulfill uh, more or less his true nature instead of working some kind of dead-end job that he wasn't happy with anyways. And at the same time, he's not blaming his church for coddling him in his time or, you know, paint, like I said, paying his salary for the next six months, which I think sometimes can be unrealistic expectations. That's why we have to really focus on that internal spiritual current. Mm. Yeah. So as advice to, to our listeners, if you're, if you're going through, you know, a sudden unexpected turbulence in your life, try to, you know, Try to see it as, as you know, some try to see the silver lining. Try yeah. to see the silver lining. You know, you should be convinced that, as, as we said at the beginning, that, that you know, existence itself is, is good. The divine is good. You are good. If there is a God, he's definitely good and he wants the best for you. Um, and, and therefore, you know, you should be convinced that whatever suffering you you may you may be going through, is the bare 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 minimum 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 amount of suffering that you that you know that the divine 
considers necessary for you to grow, right? Mm. And that actually you probably should be suffering way, 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 way more. Yeah, it can always be worse. <laughs> I like this idea yeah. of, you know, of believing that whatever suffering we're experiencing is, mm. is just a token of what we actually deserve, you know? Yeah, I like that. You know, I, I know some people push back and be like, why do I deserve anything? I shouldn't deserve anything suffering. I never did anything wrong. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I can already hear it. I can okay. already hear it in my in my head now. And I know the people that would be saying that to me, you know. Um, but, you know, we're all here for a reason, you know. And we look at it as this is our opportunity for spiritual growth. And the material world is full of surprises, unexpected surprises, some pleasant, some unpleasant. And we have to, like you were saying, Cyril, earlier, we have to know how to just be balanced with that. Balance our expectations, balance our reactions. Because it's not, and I'll tell you, look, I'm guilty of this. It is not easy. I do a lot of work on myself. Balancing our reactions and our expectations, Mm. you know with regards to the unexpected. It's not easy. You know, it's something that we have to just focus on day to day and we have to check in with ourselves and take a minute, stop. Okay. What's really the situation here? How much of this unexpected that just fell on my plate? How much of this is my perception versus like reality or subjective versus objective, right? You know, maybe you need a different perspective. Maybe you need three different perspectives before yeah. you can actually digest what's going on. Just my two cents on that. So let's stay positive, guys. Well, stay positive. Let's stay focused, right? There's always an opportunity for positive thinking, and there's always an opportunity for gratitude which, you know, we've done podcasts on gratitude. There's always an opportunity for gratitude. You know, yeah. whatever whatever way you, you kind of worship the divine, just say thank you. When something good happens, thank you for the blessing. When something not so great happens, thank you for the blessing and not allowing things to be worse. Yeah, exactly. Right? Thank you for sparing me the amplification of something that could have been horrible. Right. You know, thank you for just that minimal amount of disruption, which even though we think it's magnificent, it's so big, a lot of times it's not as big as we think when we step out of our little box and take a different perspective, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And if we have that attitude, then, you know, we can sail through the ups and downs of the unexpected ups and downs of of life uh, with a lot more steadiness and and being a lot more grounded in our in our very source you know in our very spiritual you know source yeah yeah absolutely and uh you know all all that we would ask is however you the listener listeners are going to define that for yourself keep working on that definition don't stop Dig in, find people that are willing to work with you and help you where you're at and help take you to the next rung of the ladder of that spiritual ladder 
keep the ascension going. That's critical. And here, be open to other perspectives, other perspectives of the divine, open other perspectives of spiritual life, right? Because there's a ton of really cool stuff out there. There's so many people that have a tremendous amount of education and spiritual development and realization. And uh, you know, you just one of my, I would say probably my most influential teacher, he would always say, instead of me always looking I see to myself, find... But- you Your know, image is totally frozen, the, and I don't the hear fault you in a particular lecture or class. He's like, my goal was always to find that one nugget Hello? that I could take away with me, and just enjoy and go, okay, that that was it. Well, so I it's okay if you're listening to somebody for an hour and you get that one thing. Maybe it was a three second blurb. Just take it, digest it, and live it, and help yourself grow and help others grow too. Cyril, you bail off again. He's got a little bit of an internet issue here. There he is. You back? You cut out again. Oh. Let's see what happened. So thank you for listening. On behalf of Cyril and myself, remember you are not your body. We are not matter, but we all matter. So thank you very much for listening. Shaping Spirit Podcast at gmail.com. Take care and we'll see you soon.